Are you ready, kids? Get your parents' permission, check your mailbox, and grab your shopping cart. It's time for the Adventures in Collecting podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Dave. Welcome Welcome to to Adventures Adventures in Collecting, Collecting, where we talk toy news, culture, and hauls, along with our journeys as collectors. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Adventures in Collecting. Happy New Year. Although, wasn't it Happy New Year last time, too? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no. Well, we're still airing in January, and I think okay. that's like the respectable, we can wish people a Happy New Year up until the end of January, and then it gets weird. Like, okay. we, like we could do it. We, we could do it for the month. Um, yeah, so, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're back, and, um, you know, of course, uh, Dave, is there, is there something I, I shouldn't be doing this episode? Oh, I mean, there's something you shouldn't be doing most episodes. That's true. And that's burying the lead. Yeah, that's right. So, of course, you know, we're back. We have a guest. Um, it, it's It's been a little while now since we've had a new guest to the pod. We've had a lot of revisiting um, guests, you know, the pa- past couple of guest slots. But we are we are super excited to welcome uh, today's guest. Uh, but let's 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 do our normal little primer here. Let's let's set the stage. Uh, for, for 25 years, Jada Toys has brought high-quality die-cast collectibles to the market. From classic cars and trucks to famous vehicles from film, television, and pop culture, they've become a proper go-to for automotive enthusiasts. In the past couple of years, though, they've entered the 112-scale action figure market, bringing classic food mascots, the Universal Monsters, and most recently, characters from the classic Capcom game Street Fighter and Mega Man. Joining us today to talk about Jada Toys' latest action figure efforts is their vice president of marketing, Mike Jimenez. Mike, welcome. How to you guys country. doing? Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. It's it is an absolute pleasure. You know, we're we're gonna dive into it. Um, you know, later sure. on, but you know, it's it's really really exciting to have uh, a representative from our our second place finisher, our runner up in our uh, in our toy of the year. Awesome, you know, line of the year uh, uh, fan poll. That's that's yeah. great. I'm, I'm I love to hear it because you know we are the newcomers into the scene, and and it's it just shows how much effort we've been putting into our action figures. So thank you very much. I appreciate that. And I appreciate all your fans for, for voting us in. Well, before we, we hop into the, uh, into the toys, uh, the the first, well, before we hop into specifically Jada toys, the first Mm -hmm. question we ask all of our guests, what are you currently collecting and what are some of your recent pickups? So my, my thing is giant robots. So, I'm into Mazinger Z, Voltron, uh, all that kind of stuff uh, that that came out in the early '80s uh, from from Japanese anime. So Macross and Robotech are my big thing. Uh, my latest pickups are probably some Godzilla figures, actually. Um, I'm, you know, because of the movie Minus One. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, GXK. Uh, I'm all about that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm picking up a couple of those things. Yeah, we're we're huge uh, kaiju fans as yes. well over Big here. Time. So awesome, especially yeah, minus one. I mean, love yes. minus one. I'm yeah, I'm probably gonna go back once the uh, black and white. Once my yes, I know that's so rad. It's yeah. I, I love that they're doing that and and um you know those people over at legendary they're they're awesome to work with cuz we actually do have their license as well so I'm we're lucky enough to be able to do some stuff with them as well yeah i actually that's that's a great point i i i, I just saw the the rc uh atomic breath godzilla yeah. in sort yeah. the other day yeah yeah that, that, it's it's i would love to be able to do a, a black and white version of that um or you know even do some variations of the different godzillas i mean that's that i think that would be so fun Especially in that form, I, I forget who I saw on. I want to say it was uh, it was uh, James uh, at, at the Rock Father on mm. uh, on Instagram. The from um, uh, Toy Insider. Toy Insider. Thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, he was playing with it with his with his kids, and you know, seeing kind of the the, the like strobing light up of the, yeah. the flares on the back and the, the steam coming out. Oh, yeah, so good. Yeah, that was a fun cool. one to work on. That was really fun to work on. Definitely. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, robo, big robots. Gotta mm-hmm. love, gotta love some big robots. Yep. Oh, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> uh, 
Mike, so you've been with uh, Jada Toys for nearly 20 years. Yes, Tell us about your journey through the company. So I started at Jada Toys as a packaging designer. That's how I was hired on. Uh, Packaging design, I never really did one lick of packaging because as soon as I came in, the people who were in the position of doing some of the collateral material and uh, a lot of the creative services uh, were uh, just left. So I started doing that. I started doing the, the collateral material, like PowerPoint presentations, sell sheets. Then I started doing the website. Um, and I started doing a lot of different design work for the whole company, uh, whether it was, you know, for sales, for licensing, for for PD. Um, and then the first recession happened back in, what was it, uh, 2010 or something, or 2009 or something. I forget yeah, what it was. 2008, 2008. Yeah. And, um, you know, and it when our company kind of dwindled down to a very skeleton crew. Um, and I was, because I was so versatile, I was, I kind of had to work at the product development team as well. Um, and this was still when it was all just diecast vehicles. So I was doing the diecast vehicle stuff. I was still doing the web. I was still doing the graphic design for all the marketing material. Um, my background is in marketing. So as I was moving my way around the company, Um, I kind of got stuck in the PD development part of it. And then I, uh, I got uh, promoted to director of the product development team for the vehicle side. Um, And I ran that department for a good while. And after a while, um, our department grew, our company grew uh, and they needed someone in the marketing department. And they remembered that I had marketing background. So they moved me over to that department. Now I'm the head of the marketing department. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's there's nothing like being a jack of all trades. It, it's yeah. job security. Yeah. Oh, it, it helps, you know, and, and but the thing is, is I, I, I am fortunate because they could have easily let me go at any time. And I, I was even told by one of my general managers that, you know, hey, you know, we're doing a lot of cuts, so you may want to start looking. And, you know, I never took anything for granted. I never felt comfortable. I always try to keep working hard and feel as if I'm still working to keep my job. And that's how I work to this day. And I think that's where it makes me successful in this industry because, you know, I never feel complacent. So, you know, with all that movement and and the amount of time that you've spent with a single company, the toy industry itself and, and you know, the, the collector market has changed drastically. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. um, what are some of the key things that that, you know, you've seen change in the industry over the last two decades? So let me start off maybe with um, like in the vehicle side of things. When you have like a custom vehicle, uh, especially like race cars, they have all these sponsors and stuff that are on the side of the cars. Uh, back when I started, we can approach any one of these aftermarket companies and say, hey, we're doing some die cast. Would you like your sticker or your logo to be on all these? Um, and, uh, you know, they'll do it for free. Yeah, this is, you know, we'd love to be on your cars because we're, you know, we we distribute worldwide. And. Now, because diecast and collectibles are so hot, everyone wants money. Mm. Everyone, so now we can't. It's hard to find a company that'll give us their logo for free to put on their cars, which is marketing worldwide for their brand. Um, they want a little bit of uh, of royalty for it. So it's it's getting more and more difficult to to do licensing because things are starting to get more and more expensive for us to produce. And Jada's big thing is to produce a product that has good quality but at a very affordable price. So it's harder and harder for us to do that when all these little companies want a little piece of the pie. So, but we're working on it. We, we still, we have our ways to be able to, you know, give that, that uh, the consumer, the deal, you know, make them make sure that they are feeling that what we give them is a quality product, but at a very good price. Um, so, you know, we're trying our best to keep those prices low. Yeah. I mean, I, to your point, something that we saw back at, um, at toy fair, you know, along the same lines of that, you know, uh, recreating what's, what's happening in reality with, with cars was, is that whole pink slips line. Like, yeah. the, you know, the idea of, of not just a, a sticker or a logo, but like a custom paint job of a, you know, automobile influencer. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's a fascinating twist on that kind of classic, you know, tag culture, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, and it's, what the industry is doing in the real car culture. So we, we aren't just, you know, we, in our action figure stuff, we're, we're fans of action figures we're fans of pop culture, but we are also car people in the company and we all love 
like to follow that scene. And we're doing our best to make sure that we're bringing everything that that we see on the streets into our toy line. The hard part is, is it doesn't directly translate right away. So, for example, this pink slip scene, this whole thing with all these crazy colors and paint schemes, it started a few years ago. If we started it back then in a toy line, it wouldn't work because people aren't people haven't been, you know, like surrounded by it long enough for them to want to buy the toy for it. And, um, you know, we kind of make sure that we keep that in the back of our minds when we see new trends. Oh, man, that's got to be so challenging because it <laughs> yeah. it's like, you know, it's a fine line, right? Like you don't want to miss this, the like popularity cycle of a mm-hmm. trend. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you don't want to get in too early. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's really yeah, tough. It's really tough. And especially like accuracy, like you were saying, is something Jada does very well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, putting yeah. that extra like deco into everything is definitely going to, you know, kind of balance out that price and the the accuracy part. But exactly, exactly. Point, it's, you know, it's that the attractiveness of that shrunken down kind of version, that scale version mm-hmm. of, of what you can actually see out on the yeah. street. Yeah, exactly. I mean, one of the big things that we had an issue with for many years, maybe start like and it, but started coming back to become better, maybe about four or five years ago, is the car shows around here, at least, or where that, you know, all the car shows that really made waves in the industry, they turned into nightclubs. So kids weren't able to go out to these shows. It was only adults and the adults at the time weren't collecting vehicles. They were just going out to, to, you know, enjoy the presence of of uh, car people and you know a bunch of scantily clad women you know and <laughs> yeah. it's not like that anymore and now all these car shows are starting to become back to becoming family oriented events that you can take to your your kids with you on the weekend they even have jumpers out there um there's a time when kids like would go to our booth and say oh that's bumblebee I'm like, okay, that's cool. Now kids are coming out. Oh, that's the Camaro Z28. And I'm like, yes, that's what I want to hear. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can remember vividly, you know, going back to like the mid, mid to late nineties, like at the Javits center here in New York city, going mm-hmm. to the car show and, you know, being kind of blown away by like the concept cars and mm-hmm. you know and then you know going and looking for them in the toy aisle and stuff like i i, I can vividly remember those moments and then it just kind of seemed to like vanish mm-hmm. for a while yeah. so it's yeah. nice it's nice to see that it's uh it's it's coming back oh yeah we and we, yeah we're excited about it and we're really especially when those little kids come up that's an r34 like you know like yeah cool <laughs> like these kids know what they're talking about nowadays <laughs> which is nice to see so that that you know being general generationally established in that die cast and rc world has been something that um jada is very much well known for mm-hmm. um so what led to the jump to take that big step into action figures so jada toys has always been um working to diversify our portfolio we always wanted to you know diecast vehicles is our foundation but at the core of Jada Toys, we always have wanted to be a true toy company. So we always dabbled in girls' toys, dolls, preschool um, products. Um, action figures was actually something that we wanted to do for a long time. Um, and we dabbled it in it a little bit, uh, but we never really got the okay to really do it the way we wanted to do it. And after we got purchased by this new company um, that owns us now we were owned by a private uh, a private owner and now we are under the umbrella of Simba Dicky Group which is a German company who has a lot of other companies underneath their their umbrella um and uh since then we have given, gotten the freedom to be able to do what we want with our own vision like the designer's vision um and the thing is is you know the old owners were great they had their vision we realized it for them and we were very, very successful. Um, and then he decided to sell the company. And now we are able to take that that foundation that he built and expand on that because now we're able to go into different categories of toys. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I yeah. didn't realize that the... Uh, I, I knew that the, the, the owner had sold the company, but I, I didn't realize that the, the kind of 
the the green light came from from the new ownership. That's that's interesting. That's yeah, cool. yeah. So so the green light the 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 new CEO was actually the VP of sales with the old ownership, and then um, he was the one that helped facilitate the whole purchase of Jada Toys. And um, as part of the deal, he became the CEO of Jada Toys after the sale. So um, when he he worked really closely with the whole design team as we were under the old um, ownership. So he knew what, how we wanted to work. He knew what we wanted to do. And as soon as he took over, um, he was open to what we wanted to do because he knew that we had great ideas and he knew that, you know, we knew the culture of Jada toys and, and kind of our, what, what we stood for. And um, he allowed us to try to make that happen. So the door is open. We're headed into the world of action figures. And the first thing that Jada Toys puts out is the monster serial mascots for action figures. So <laughs> how how is it determined that you guys were going to start with those? I actually think the first ones that came out were the Universal Monsters, I believe. I, I, yeah, oh, you actually, yes, you're right. I'm sorry. I have, I have the wrong thing in my notes there. It was, it was the Universal Monsters and then the Serial Monsters. Yes. So Universal Monsters came about because there was an opportunity to get the license for Universal Monsters. And we knew we wanted to do action figures. Being a new guy, asking all these companies, what can we get? No one wanted to give us anything because who's Jada Toys? You guys do die cast vehicles. They, they wouldn't give us the time of day. Um, Universal and General Mills, I think they actually gave us the license about the same time. Okay. So General Mills was also the the, the license that we got because who else was going to give us a license? We couldn't get no no you know big name like car, comic book licenses. You know none of those companies would give us the time of day because we had to prove ourselves first. And luckily Universal, thank you for allowing us to do Universal Monsters. We were able to do it. Um, and then also General Mills. General Mills, we knew was going to be a harder thing to do because they have such thin limbs. Yep. Right. So yep. we just we and, and that one took a little bit longer to come out because we wanted to make sure we got it all correct. Um, and then Universal Monsters was our first foray into it, and we started doing all kinds of fun stuff with it. And we, you know, like even with the uh, Lugosi Dracula, we put the uh, the the wire cape. Um, you know, we, we did a lot of stuff that we knew collectors wanted, but we didn't want to, you know, and, th and this is the same playbook that we had with our die cast. We wanted to come out with a quality die cast and an affordable price and get, you know, we were tending to the inner city kids when we came out with our first die cast vehicles. No one was paying attention to these kids that were doing their custom cars in the inner city, in the urban areas. And we paid attention to them. And that's where we blew up. That's where we got our niche. And that's how we were able to build upon our our that foundation so we took that same kind of mentality we know people want good quality and um but we knew that we wanted to give it to them at an affordable price and that's how universal monsters started when we got that and you know we were working on it with a factory that really doesn't do a lot of action figures so we were learning a lot as we were yeah. going yeah so yeah. um now now we're in a place where our factory is that we have that that's working on our our action figures are know what they're doing are are familiar with everything that we want to do so we're very comfortable with now what's going to be coming out here in the future. Now, did did any of those those license opportunities like you know because I, I know you you guys have done those kind of pop culture cars that are have you know some sort of diecast vehicle with like mm -hmm. a slug of a of a figure mm -hmm. you know for you know for that those specific brands. Had, was there any previous work, you know, from either Universal or from, you know, from General Mills with any of those kind of tie-ins that you were able to fall back on and be like, hey, look, like we know the brand, we're, you know, we're really like, you know, we're well-versed, we could do these types of things. Or, or has there been anything even with that where they've been now like, okay, we've seen what you've done now? <laughs> so what it is, is when we got the Universal Monsters and the General Mills license, they knew we were doing these Hollywood rides things. So when we got the license, we're like, hey, we want to do action figures, but um, we'll also do these vehicles with these, these figures, these diecast figures as well. Um, otherwise, because, you know, we need to put some more meat on the bone for them to be able to really want to give us that license. So that's how we jumped into it. 
So we'll do it. We'll do both of those set categories for them, and they and they turned out really well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of yeah, honestly, sure. one of my favorite. You know, stepping back to vehicles again for a moment before we continue with with uh, action figures. One of my favorite releases that you guys have literally ever done was that. Uh, I guess it's a one tenth. No, yeah. Uh, no, smaller than that. One thirteenth scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman Batmobile with like the light up Batmobile and the oh, yeah. you know the the um yep. the, the, from from the Batman from yep. the newer one. Yep. Um, I just it's it's insane and like to me, you know, con- you know, consumer, I would think that you know, a company with a license like, you know, like a DC or, you know, or anyone really would see the quality of that. And like the amount of detail that you packed into the vehicle, the amount of detail that's in that little, you know, uh, that, that little tiny die cast figure and go like, I mean, how could we not give these guys a shot? Like it just seems like a no brainer to me. The, The hard part is, um, they, these licensing or these licensors, these companies, they don't want to give, one company, six inch action figures, and then give us another company, six six inch action figures that'll be in the same market. Yeah. So there's, Mm -hmm. you know, we have to figure out a way, like sometimes we'll, we'll get licenses like, okay, this company has it for United States. So we'll, we'll settle for EMEA or Japan only or whatever. So those are the things they don't want to over license their product and have too much on the market because they they just flood themselves out and make people have to figure out what they want. And it's just bad for business for all the companies involved. Yeah, I mean that that was another reason why I think a lot of people were surprised to see you guys doing the Universal Monsters figures because, you know, just an inch larger, you know, granted yeah. it's a different scale, but you know, at the same time seeing like the, the you know the, the the competitors figures come out along with yours and you, know, you have this kind mm-hmm. of like comparison situation happening and yeah. but they are two different scales. So, yeah. You know, yeah. one appeases one type of collector and the other another. So, exactly. you know, it, it, exactly. it it did, it did work out well that way. We were very lucky, just to say that much. We were very lucky to be able to get that. Um, and I'm, I'm glad we did because now that allowed us to get the Capcom license. Because without, after they saw what we can do with Universal Monsters, then that's when they gave us the opportunity to do Capcom. Yeah, so you know, transitioning over to Capcom. And primarily, like we said before, the uh, 2023 runner-up for the... Uh, the Archie Award for the best toy line of the year. We mm-hmm. have Street Fighter. So, uh, how did Jada begin that? I know you kind of planted the seeds in that last answer, but how did that Capcom relationship really get running? So, with our Universal Monsters line, you know, we pitched it to them, and I think the biggest thing that they were interested in, in is us completing the roster. That's what we told them to do. That we wanted what we wanted to do. We really wanted to complete the roster of the whole because we know no one really. They a lot of people promised it maybe, but no one's really gone out and done it. And we're making strides to make sure that happens. And not only that, you guys, the consumers, the collectors, you guys are helping us make that happen because without your support, we won't be able to do that. Because we need you guys to be supportive of the brand so we can continue making it. And that's one of the main things that that we were confident in because we knew what we can do with our action figures. We knew where, how we wanted to level up the Capcom stuff. And um, and we knew that there was a want for Street Fighter 2. And again, timing. Everything was lucky for us. Everything, all the all the ducks were in a row for us. As soon as the, the Capcom license was, for Street Fighter 2 was available, we were right there waiting for us to... And, and we coming off the tales of, of Universal's monster success, we were able to use that as our segue into it. And it helped so much. And we we're really excited to be able to, to do it. And, and right now, they're, they're loving us because we are, are like making good on our promise. Yeah, and, and I mean, it just needs to be said again, so our, you know, for those listening and, and, and Mike, for you as well, if you're not familiar with the tournament, we we pick 64 of what we feel are the most popular toy lines in a given year. And we, mm-hmm. we pit them against each other kind of NCAA style. So yeah. single round elimination, voting only in our in our stories. And I mean, just some some something of note right in the in the semifinals, it was 
it was Jada Toys Street Fighter line, a, mm-hmm. a line that in 2023 produced a grand total of four figures available <laughs> at retail. You guys, you guys beat the DC DC Multiverse wow. from McFarlane, and I mean wow. it's like literally the two stark opposites in terms of like offering, right? Four yeah. figures versus like God, four hundred. You yeah. know, like, yeah. like yeah. they crank out. It seems like every week there's you know. A, a no. new There's line every week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's wild. And, and you know, you guys beat them by a considerable amount. Like, I mean, yeah. the sentiment behind these Street Fighter figures, mm-hmm. and I, I'm yeah. looking at my Ryu standing mm-hmm. right here in front of me. Um, the sentiment behind these figures is just is just wild. And I mean, it 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 is, and and it's it's you know for good reason. I mean, there are mm-hmm. there are damn good action figures. And I mean, oh, yeah, it, it's it's like. You know, before Dave actually got a chance to get hands on, I I, ha- I had it first, and I was like, when you pick this thing up, you're gonna think that this is a company that has been making action figures for decades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like for it's decades. So, <laughs> like it's one thing for us to look at them and go, oh, these are really cool, or these rule, or what have you, but when you start to see like, you know, round after round, when we start started to see that that mm-hmm. rolling, we were like, oh, something's yeah, yeah, something's being done very right here and yeah 1000 like <laughs> they are i i always talk about wrestling figures and the ones i appreciate the most are the ones mm-hmm. who look like it's just that person shrunken down yeah here it looks like like i just reached into my tv <laughs> that's great and here's here's ryu love and, that and, I love and that. Chun Li. yeah it's the little details too like it's like the texturing that you guys did mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. gi it's mm-hmm. the you know the way that the the hands are embedded in mm-hmm. the the Hadouken, yeah, like floating yeah. there in the translucent plastic. It's all yes. of those little tiny, yes. like nuancey details that like you don't necessarily notice at first, but once you have mm-hmm. it in your hand and you start playing with it, and moving them around, you're like, geez, these are just like, mm, they're so good. But it still has that video game shading. Like it's yeah. Yeah. they're great. It's so good. <laughs> they're just so good. Well, we thank you very much for that. And, and it's all, I attribute that all to our PD guy, June, who's our head of our our um, action figure department. And he's a hardcore action figure guy. And a little bit of history here, actually, our first action figure, true action figure, wasn't very good at all, was actually way back in 2014. Okay. It was um, the Robocop movie. Oh, the, yeah, the, whole, so we, the Joel Kinnaman we, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we did um, some some basic action figure. It was very like stiff, not not a lot of articulation. That was our first foray. We actually um, also had the Halo license where we did miniature action figures to fit into our 124 scale diecast. Yeah, which was really cool. Um, and there is one. I don't know if it's where it is, but it was floating around. But we had a one diecast master chief action figure with articulation <laughs> elbows head everything it was it's floating around our office somewhere but that was like the coolest thing i've ever seen um but yeah that's that's how far back we this guy goes he was he spearheaded that originally but he didn't wasn't able to do it the way he really wanted to um because of costing but now with uh with our new our new ownership um, of being able to do what we really want to do and really talk to our factories about how we want it done. We are able to get our street fighter line to the point that he's really happy and he's still finding things that we can improve on. So more, the the more and more we do it, the better our products are going to be. And now a word from our sponsors. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh yeah. That's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This segment is brought to you by our friends at Chubsy Wubsy Toys. A traditional mom-and-pop toy store in Little Falls, New Jersey, Chubsy Wubsy Toys brings you the best new toys from the brands you love without the hassle of pounding the pavement searching for them at larger retail stores. Visit them in person at their brand new home at 101 Newark Pompton Turnpike Suite 1 
in Little Falls, New Jersey, or online at chubzywubzy.com. That's C-H-U-B-Z-Z-Y-W-U-B-Z-Z-Y.com. And tell them Adventures in Collecting sent you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And now, back to the show. So, you, you mentioned, you know, kind of delivering on that promise that you made to you know, to, to the licensee or licensor, excuse me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one of the things about Street Fighter, especially Street Fighter 2, there have been so many, you know, modern iterations of Street Fighter 2 figures. Um, yeah. What, what did you guys want to do differently, like functionally with a line? So functionally, I, I, I think the main thing was just taking what all the high-end uh, action figure guys are doing and putting it into a, a more affordable product um and figuring out how to make that happen is the biggest issue like you know it's it's really difficult to to get that to work um but because june is such a hardcore action figure person he's a hardcore action figure collector he has all the like the, the greatest figures and his collection is ridiculous he's also a hardcore tra- uh street fighter fan street fighter 2 specifically because since and he wanted to make sure that everything was going to be true to game as much as possible and I think that shows, I think a lot of that comes through in our product. We're car guys, all of our car products that uh, we put out, the car people appreciate the details that go into it because they know that, you know, they understand that we know what we're doing because we're part of that community as well. And the same thing with the action figures, June and his team, they're all action figure nuts and they're all street fighter nuts. And they're all like, everything they do is because it's, they have a passion for it. And I think that comes through in our product. So real quick to plug June, if you want to hear specifically from him, he was actually very recently on Friends of Ours, the Toy Migos. Um, mm-hmm. He was on the Chat Migos and the Toy Migos show. So uh, you know, we'll actually put a, a link in the description of this podcast to that show too. So that way you can get your your one two your one two punch of uh, of Jada Toys here. <laughs> yeah, he does. He he's on there quite a bit, and uh, um, he reveals a lot of stuff on there. So yeah, that's a good watch. So at LA Comic Con, a whole host of uh, Street Fighter figures were shown off. Yes, um, sir. When can we expect to see pre-orders for the future waves with Vega and Blanca and everybody else that was kind of shown there? Um, when are yeah. those looking to hit? We're so we're looking at hopefully we're looking at this fall, um, but because right now we're in the the process of transferring our, um, you know, a couple of things over to factories, different factories and making sure things are tight and doing, you know, production wise or, or, or good. Um, it's, it's hard to tell, uh, with action figures, there's no real, like we don't have a hard deadline when it comes to getting on shelf at retail. It doesn't follow the, the fall spring timelines. Um, so, when we do these action figures, we want to make sure that they're done right. And also there's like a lot of back and forth between us and the, the licensors for approvals. So our goal is uh, in the fall time frame for many of those new ones that you saw, but a lot of them will be also pushed to 25 spring um, because it's just, you know, we don't want to come out with too many too fast. We want to be able to, you know, kind of stagger it out a little, but that's, that's just also the nature of the production process. You know, that's, it's just going to happen that way anyway. And and can we expect that similar cadence of like two to three to a wave, or is it going to kind of be more yeah. random? Three, three, three. Typically, three to a wave is was kind of our our what we're we're planning on doing. Okay. Um. So the first two villain robots, alongside uh, Mega Man, switching over to Mega Man. <laughs> yes. Um. I love in that, that line. line. That one's so cool. <laughs> that one's, that's another one where it's just like I reached, if I reached into my 8-bit Nintendo yeah. and like, yeah. here's this, here's Fireman. Um, yeah. So Fireman and Iceman. Um, mm-hmm. Is the plan to complete the first game's roster before moving on to other games or 
is everybody kind of in play? So this one's a little different. Um, I, I think we're trying to complete the roster, but we're kind of, we'll probably jump around a little bit. Um, but I, I believe we're, you know, if I'm not mistaken, I believe we're trying to complete that roster, but it all is dependent on the support that we get from the consumers. You know, Street Fighters has tremendous support, you know, so it's easy for us to try to complete that. Uh, and it's going to be the same thing with, uh, with, Mega Man. Mega Man, if we have that support, then for sure. But the thing is, is we also, we're very good about listening to our fan base. Um, we want to hear what you guys have to say. A lot of our product that we we come out with is based on your feedback. So we do hear you guys. You know, may not we may not always reply to all your comments on our social media feeds, but we are listening and we 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 kind of use that to gauge what what is the next thing that we should work on. Uh, so yeah, yeah um, you know, if, if there's the support, we'll we'll, we'll do our best to, to complete, complete that roster and maybe move on to other ones. I'm not sure. I have to f- go back to our license department. I'm not sure if our license is specific just to the original Street Fighter um, Mega Man or if it can go through different iterations. Got it. Yeah, and I, I mean Mega yeah. Man. G- going back to Toy Fair, and, and D- Dave can attest to this. Um, mm-hmm. When uh, when we were getting the booth tour. Uh, and, and I saw the, the, the final production Mega Man, like out of pack. I was like, can I, can I, can I play? Like he was, <laughs> yeah. like, he was kind of posed a little funny. Cause I guess mm-hmm. who, whoever in the booth was, you know, before us was, you know, had kind of just left him like awkwardly. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, can I, can I fix this? <laughs> yeah. I have him doing like the slide. I have yeah, him like, yeah. and all nice. the, and, and it's one of those things where like, all right, so you know, Street Fighter has like an obvious built-in audience, especially Street Fighter Two. I mean, it's right. just, like so, mm-hmm. especially in that scale. You know, thinking about the other toy lines that are out there that are other one twelve scale figures that work really well in a blank mm-hmm. versus Capcom, uh, you know, capacity. Uh, you know, it, it's one of those things where you know, it's like you, you know, as long as long as you you know hit the mark, that those are those are going to fly. Yeah, yeah. And but exactly. I feel like Mega Man is one of those ones where like people need to really see this thing to understand. Yeah. Like, oh no, yeah. you're, you're, you're going to want this like yeah. real bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and and that's almost exactly the same thing that happened with Chester Cheetah. Like yeah. no one. Yeah, <laughs> that, that yeah. one like no one really knew that we were coming out with that. But then they, everyone that came was like, you know what? I never knew I wanted a Chester Cheetah action figure, and and that you guys showed me that I do need one. Yep, we, we have we have a funny saying on uh, on the show. I don't know if it's a funny saying, but it's something that we say all the time. We have a whole category of toys. We should put this on a shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I didn't know I needed this yes. <laughs> you, you until know, I saw it. Yeah, yeah. It, exactly. Where it, it's you know it is crazy because I I remember seeing the initial like teases that you mm-hmm. know, the, the Instagram account put out of like you know the the glove and like the holding the Cheeto and I was like yeah. wait a second you're not, <laughs> you're not doing a chat this has got to be an April Fool's joke go <laughs> figure right and man you you guys can't he can't keep in stock anywhere. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's it's and it's we were blown away at how the reaction was to it. And again, this is attributed to all the the fans and the support. It's crazy because our you know diecast fans are one thing, but the the action figure fans, oh my gosh, if they're if they're on board with you, they're they're on board, and they mm-hmm. they're, they're awesome, and we love it, and we love all you guys that 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 help us because that's that's what keeps us excited to make new products because you know we want to do it for you guys we are someone someone posted on one of our uh social media pages uh, that jada toys is the the manufacturer for the people and <laughs> that kind of kind of hit home it's like, <laughs> i was like yeah you know what that's kind of cool I mean, if you guys see us like that then i think we're doing the right thing but but it's funny when you think about it really because you know a, a character like chester cheetah and and, and again like you know looking at the the kind of paper trail you know getting everybody's buy-in with the universal monsters and then Mm -hmm. you know kind of dabbling in those serial mascots right Mm -hmm. you now have this you know fan base that Mm -hmm. is like i know these figures are well built they look good they pose well they have great balance like I guess I'm getting Chester Cheeto now. Like what what else do you have up your sleeve that, you know, you know, that those, and, and those random one-off figures, I mean, Mm -hmm. that's, it's, it it can be hit or miss, but if you're making a quality product, Mm -hmm. you're much more likely to get people to be like, Oh, 
you jerk. Yeah, I'm that's getting true. A Chuck yeah. now. <laughs> I mean, and- it's almost like we found a niche for ourselves in this in this category in this action figure world. Um, yeah. you know, it's and it's it's almost like we're we're venturing out into places that some action figure companies didn't want to touch because either that or they just didn't think about touching it. And that's what's the hard part because now that we're doing it, you know, it's it's on other companies' radars, and it'll be harder for us to even get some more of those type of of, of uh, licenses. So we'll see. You know, we'll see how it goes. And there's a lot of things that are already in the pipeline that we're excited to show you. And um, you know, I, I I would I can't wait for you guys to see it when we release not release them when we debut them at uh, the next cons that we have coming. Awesome. Yeah, and it's it's like this right kind of intersection of like here's this cool modern toy of this nostalgic mm. thing um yeah. you know you know universal monsters of course mm-hmm. the serial icons like mm-hmm. serial monsters absolutely like yeah. you know that's one of those things halloween t- time comes around you're buying a box of something right yeah you're, yeah. you're going to the target and getting one of those boxes um but now like you know mega man of course that was a game a lot of people on their Nintendo, like an early Nintendo game, but then street fighter too. Like that mm-hmm. was ever, there were always arcade games that were coming on a console, but like, mm-hmm. here's one of the more anticipated ones. Like I think yeah. everybody, whether you're at a Genesis or super Nintendo, you had street fighter too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so you mentioned it kind of before you're alluded to it with, with the kind of the <laughs> scope of the license. But one of the questions that, you know, I think a lot of people have, and you know, we certainly have about the Capcom license. Um, you know, do you have access to more material from Capcom? Maybe say Mega Man X or uh, a certain survival horror classic that involves zombies <laughs> in a mansion in the middle of the woods. <laughs> the master of unlocking. Yeah, yeah. It's I I I without. We are exploring all the opportunities we have with Capcom. <laughs> Mike, I like that answer. I like that answer. It's it's a tough one, you know, and I know people want to hear some good stuff and some bad stuff, but you know what? It's 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 I think you'll be pleasantly surprised here in the future. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I like you said, I, I'm I I really really hope Capcom is happy with what you guys have delivered so far, and they're 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 willing to open the you know open the vault and open the mm-hmm. gates for you because mm-hmm. the like you know like you just said, there's so many there's opportunities so with Capcom. There is a lot. And, and yeah. Ocean. Yeah. Ocean. Yep. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And and you know we're we're right there with you guys, and we want those kind of things to happen, and we're we're very bullish on that kind of stuff. All right, so with that, we're we're about to head into our Q and A section here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so every time we have a guest on, we we fully understand that you know our our guests don't have the ability to answer every question that's out there, and you know we we're we're very fortunate to have access. So we like to open up uh, this section of the show to our listeners and our followers, so that way they can get some of their questions in, Dave. Uh, for those that might be listening for the first time or, uh, you know, maybe haven't heard this part of the the pod, how can they get their questions into future episodes of Adventures in Collecting? I would love to let them know. Hello, friends. Maybe you're a first time listener. Maybe you've been with us for a while. Um, what you should do is go follow at AIC underscore podcast on all your favorite social medias. Um, and specifically on Instagram, because when we have a new guest, we're going to announce that guest. We're going to put up a story that says, do you have a question for that guest? And inside that story is a little box that you can tap on and type in that question. And then we get to see it and we get to read it just like we're about to. Um, and if you want to hear your question, get asked, you can download Adventures in Collecting on all your favorite podcast locations. Um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those different places, even YouTube, where you can we can be found at AIC underscore podcast. Smash that like, smash that subscribe, hit the bell, click on the other videos that we point to in those videos. Watch everything, leave comments, let us know what you want to see. Um, yeah, that's you- it. You've got this down to a science now. I love it. I figured like, it out. We, it needs music. Old. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 
Yep. It has music now. It it used to be like me not knowing what any of those words meant, and then I figured it out after <laughs> over time. Yeah, it started as it started as a joke, me putting him on the spot to try to like be like savvy social media guy. <laughs> and now like it's it, I literally look forward to that that, <laughs> that speech every episode. It's one of my favorite That's things. Great. So uh Dave, would you like to uh to give Mike our first question here? I would, and my apologies in advance if I read any of your handles incorrectly. Um, this looks like at Alex Michael nineteen ninety six. Um, Alex Michael nineteen ninety six asks: Any chance you guys go back to the cereal monsters for a yummy mummy and or fruit brute? So, huh? Interesting. So, cereal monsters. We weren't going to move past the two um what's it called the first ones that we did the 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 uh, count chocula and um frank berry but there was such a big request for booberry that we had to do it so we typically like i said we we listen to the 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 fans we listen to all you guys if there's enough noise behind it we definitely will do it um are we working on it now maybe but I can't say anything just yet, but it is a possibility. But, it, you know, if you if there is anything you guys want us to do, please make your voices heard. Go to our social medias and tell us and um, and let us know, because we are listening. We are taking note because, you know, we are we want to make product that you guys want. All right. So there you, there you have it, folks. Campaign for your cereal monsters uh, at Sean to the max asks. What does Jada Toys consider to be the next big evolution or step forward in toy design? That hmm, next evolution in toy design, huh? Um, wow. So I think there's uh, right now we're going through a, a phase and I'm taking this mostly from RC where people are just not kind of uh they're kind of bored with just typical driving rcs they need some kind of feature some kind of innovation which is how we came up with the godzilla heat ray breath um they need something more um and i don't know if that's going to be kind of evolved into the action figure world but ah, man that one's tough i i you know and, and we're seeing a little bit in the diecast world where we they people are kind of almost demanding more unique paint jobs, unique styles, unique things that they haven't seen on, on diecast before, which is how we came up with the pink slips line. Um, and we are kind of trying to do some cool stuff with the, uh, cyberpunk with the, the soft goods that are going along with those. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're, we're constantly evolving in that way, trying to figure out what works. We're also trying to play with, you know, seeing where people, what their threshold is with the cost, because we want to make sure that we still give you all the things you guys want, but at an affordable price. Where's that, 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 that ceiling, you know, the, the cyberpunk stuff, when we come out with that, that's going to be really interesting because they are going to be a little bit more expensive from our, our street fighter stuff because of the soft goods. Um, But I think they look amazing, man. They look really, really good. And I know the hardcore collectors will, will pick them up. Um, You know, we're just, we just don't know how, popular it will be um so it's always a it's always kind of a scary thing to do go into areas that that aren't the norm but you know we think it's also needed at the same time all right um at johnny underscore c underscore dagger asks how would you feel about the opportunity to work on action figures in the dreamworks animation world love it (laughs) <laughs> we, we we are our our licensing department is working like crazy trying to find get our like the newest or anything available for us and that is one of the companies that we're looking heavily at with some of their licenses yeah when when, when johnny uh he's he's given questions for this uh for the show several times so mm. johnny thank you for constantly submitting these um, but when he posted this one, I almost wanted to message him back and be like, 
you got an in for them or something? (laughs) (laughs) But no, it it made me start thinking though, because like it's been a long time since there's been, you know, like a line of DreamWorks action figures. I honestly forget who who even made them last, but I I started thinking like how cool like like a fully articulated like toothless dragon mm-hmm. would be mm-hmm. or any of the kung fu panda figures like oh, yeah. fully articulated yeah. like mm, so many opportunities yeah. there shrek, sure there are. like just like a yeah. good, shrek was the first one i thought of a, a good like yeah. 112 shrek that like moves <laughs> like you know yeah yeah that'd be, that'd be cool but i i just know that that uh that is definitely something we have talked about quite a bit i'll give leave it at that cool all right next one comes from at Oh, okay, I got this. This is a little play on words. At Rip Roaring asks, is the Universal Monsters line continuing? Will we ever get to see a mummy figure? This is now two different mummy figures that have been requested. So yes, lo- lo- yes. Yeah. Love, for, love for the mummy <laughs> in this episode. So the, the, the Universal Monsters line, um, we, we currently are selling through what we currently have produced. I believe um, we have. Uh, the, the, I know we had the mummy pretty much done, so I'm. I'm have to find out whether or not, and I'll and I'll have to let you guys know later. After I, June is actually in China right now working with the factory. Once he comes back, I can find out a little bit more about that. But I, I am not educated enough on that property to let you guys know more about it. So I'm sorry about that. Stay um, tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah, please. Stay <laughs> tuned on your breakfast mummy and your um, yes. nighttime mummy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, at These Wonderful Toys asks, how is Jada able to produce such high quality figures at such reasonable price points? Oh, man. So there's a lot of things that we we do like so you can kind of fake shading with certain shit cuts inside of you know on shapes of the 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 molds right we used to do that a lot in in um rated control with plastic with windows if you want the window or the vehicle to look more matte you put a little bit of a texture on it if you want it to be shiny uh you make it make it flat uh certain things like that so where we can use those type of tricks we'll we'll do that instead of using paint ops um there's um but you know what i i you know the it's just working with our factories having a great relationship with our factories to be able to get the best price um available to us because you know without the the you know and i attribute this to our old our, our previous owners he was really good at making relationships with the factories in china and um and Luckily enough, they still honor the great pricing he was getting uh, with this new management here. So, you know, we're very fortunate to be able to work with some great people over there. And Mike, with that, you you have survived your first your first ever Adventures in Collecting fan Q and A. We did it. Much. Appreciate it. <laughs> there you go. It was um, fun. It was a good time, man. Thank you guys for this. And it's uh, um, I, and again, I want to thank you guys and all your fans for all the support because it's you know it really really means a lot to us and it helps us to keep going. Well, we're 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 always here to you know to to support and you know th- yeah thanks, absolutely thanks to our you know again to our listeners and followers for submitting those questions. Um, you know it's 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 always important to make sure your uh, your voices get heard. Now it is time for our uh, our final question, yeah. Dave. Would you like to fulfill your role as this podcast's James Lipton and ask our final question? Why, yes, I would. Mike, the final question that we ask to all of our guests, what is your favorite and or strangest piece in your collection? It can be one of each, or it can be both. <laughs> well, okay, my, my favorite piece is... Um, actually my favorite piece is kind of selfishly, I don't have one here in my office, it's downstairs, is uh, a Robotech Supra that I made of my car. Very <laughs> so cool. The, the, the Roy right. Fokker <laughs> the Roy Fokker Toyota Supra anime Hollywood rides 
that we made in 124 scale is uh, is actually the car that I own. Um, I, I showed it at Anime Expo. Um, so yeah, that's my probably my favorite. But my my most interesting one that I have, I think I'm, it's you know what I love is bootleg toys. Now, not the bootleg toys that you get that are like they look exactly the same, but they're slightly off, and they're just trying to make money and trying to trick people. I, no, I'm talking about the ones that like are blatantly wrong. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like there's a, a tra- I have a transformer bumblebee and it's instead of robots in disguise, it says robots in disguise. <laughs> you know, <laughs> rack toys. Yeah. I love, I love rack toys. Rack- it's, it's, my, the it's, best. it's, it's so cool. It's, it's cool. And I think there's, you know, it's not like they're doing anything wrong because no one's going to be trading down to that just because it's more affordable. You're not going to get that because it looks like a bumblebee. You're going to get it only because it's such a a bad fake that you want that because of that. It, it's 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 one of my things that I really like. I don't know. It's I, it's like when you get the bootleg like Batman or the bootleg like John Cena, and it's like yeah. superhero, yeah, like wrestler. <laughs> like I literally not 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 just the other day posted. <laughs> we were in the dollar store, and mm-hmm. they had. This amazing, um, it's this is on our Instagram feed. It's called the Interest Toy Series. So <laughs> I'm, I'm holding up so that way you guys can see it here. It's called yes. the Interest Toy Series, and it has these two very anime-looking characters on it. And it's a doctor set. It's just like a doctor mm-hmm. set for toddlers. But the packaging is unbelievable. Wow, so funny. <laughs> fun fun family toy series accompany, oh accompany your child's childhood good times that's, that's, see that's the stuff i love yeah i wanted it i almost bought it just for the package <laughs> like just so that way i could take that little like uh, you know open up the bag give my my kids the the doctor's toys and hang that little hanger tag just forever somewhere yeah. where i could always look at it and smile like the, I, I love rack toys They're the, the packaging best. is always great like yeah I, I always go back to wrestling but it was like you know, pro wrestlers in outer space, like, yeah, <laughs> so whatever. And you can tell that they're trying to, you know, mimic some famous character or some famous wrestler. It's, but it's just off enough where you know that it's not. And it's just, I don't know. It just, it's just, I just love that kind of it, stuff. It's a game of telephone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Where, where what we started with was certainly not where we ended, but it's not, yeah. it's, it's, it's about the journey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, I who definitely remotely looks like Superman absolutely bought this, fought this guy who remotely looks like Spider-Man once. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, Yep. Exactly. What's that one? There was a really famous one that was circulating on the the web where it was like the Avengers, and it was like Batman, Shrek, <laughs> Spider Man, and like Triple H. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and me, like my brain isn't like those aren't the Avengers. It's like, huh? I think I'd watch that. Yeah. <laughs> I was absolutely. I want to see that. Like exactly. That's exactly it. And when you buy, you have to keep it in the package. You yeah. can't open them yeah. up because you have to see everything and it's all in its whole glory because mm-hmm. it's it's it makes it, that's what makes the product. Well, chances are if you open it anyway, they're just going to fall apart. It's so fall you apart, yeah. might it's as well. Just, or or they're not, and they're going <laughs> to be like, or, yeah. Yeah, or they're made out of lead, and they yeah. they actually <laughs> they actually yeah, hurt somebody. <laughs> it's fun, yeah, exactly. Well, oh my gosh. Mike, thank yeah. thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. Before we oh, let you go, um, please let our listeners, let our followers know where can they keep up to date on the latest uh, Jada Toys news on the internet. So uh, follow our Instagrams, uh, uh, Facebook. Uh, we're going to be starting up our ramping up our TikTok pretty soon. If you guys are into that, um, but our website is in the development right now. It's been a while, but we're um, I'm very close to having that launched. Uh, hopefully this february um but the main place if you guys want to hear the latest greatest news sign up for our newsletter on jadanextlevel.com that's the best place to go uh we send out an email maybe monthly um we don't spam you guys we'll just send out information that gives you the latest and greatest that's happening in jada toys uh when pre-orders are going to be uh opened up sometimes you get early pre-orders um you know links if if that's something that we're going to be doing. So yeah, Jada toys, Jada next level.com. That's where you want to go. Awesome. 
Mike, thank you again so much for for hanging out with us tonight. Um, it's been an absolute joy talking to you. Fun. Can't Great. wait to see what's what's coming next from you guys. And um, and of course, you know, we'll, we'll we'll put links in our description to in this episode's description to all the things that Mike just mentioned. So that way, you can you can click, you can subscribe, you can follow, you can like all of those great things um appreciate it guys thank you very much yeah no problem dave send us home everybody have a great 2024 thank you dear listener for hanging out with us today subscribe rate and review us wherever you listen and then tell your friends to do it thanks also to joe azari the golden voice behind our intro our music is game boy horror by the zombie dandies find more about them both in our show notes Follow us on social media at AIC underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Stop by and say hi. Show us your toy hauls and share your toy stories. Maybe we'll talk about it in a future episode. Don't try this at home. Voidware prohibited and some assembly required. Each sold separately, not a flying toy. Consult a physician if your toy run exceeds more than four hours. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablawi. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.